The views and opinions expressed in the following podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the producers, the affiliates, or digital platforms hosting this podcast. All content is for the purposes of education, conjecture, and at times entertainment. We promote inclusiveness and diversity. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Into the Deep with Jay Costa. Welcome to Into the Deep. I'm Jay Costa. I am ecstatic about today's guest, an absolute renaissance woman. From her career as a model and an actress to becoming an entrepreneur, a record-breaking real estate agent, and a certified chef, she's a mental health advocate, a philanthropist, a podcast host, and with all her life experience, is now a recent author. Today's guest is Elizabeth Hookstra. She's the Director of Operations for Forbidden Knowledge. She's experienced over 60 different holistic modalities. She's the host of the Biohack Your Best Life podcast, a show that lays out methods backed by research and science to become our most optimal self. We talk about so much in this episode. We talk about her brand new book, The Recipe to Elevated Consciousness, an amazing recipe for obtaining an elevated consciousness with all the ingredients that one would need to elevate themselves from their current state of being, thoughtfully laid out in a book. We talk about rediscovering who we really are, and that through this epiphany of self-knowledge and awareness, that we can truly begin to understand our true nature and do the shadow work needed to climb out of the abyss, and how her book will inspire us to biohack our best life. So, join me as we seek light and journey into the deep with Elizabeth Hookstra. Enjoy. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining me. How are you this evening? Oh man, I'm blessed. Blessed every day I'm breathing. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, mm. if you could share for some of our listeners and our viewers who you are and what it is you do. Well, my name is Elizabeth Hookstra, and I am the Director of Operations for Four Bit of Knowledge. And I'm also actually, I just became an author. My book actually comes out today. Um, it just got shipped like it's there. So um, now an author, uh, I have my own podcast called Biohack Your Best Life. And that teaches people how to use different alternative ways of healing to um, really get out of stress and stress states and get trauma out of the body. Um, I'm also a licensed realtor. <laughs> I'm a chef. Um, let's see, what else have I, have I done? I don't know, just everything, everything. I'm a mental health um, you know, I, I love everything mental health. Um, I really brought myself back from a really dark place. So, um, you know, I appreciate everything, everything, you know, mental health, trauma work. I, I just love it. All of it. So I just I have a wide span of everything. <laughs> I guess you could say. It's awesome. And I truly appreciate you just sharing your, you know, your life story and just like how you've been able to just really transmute that pain into this life-changing force. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, um, 
Um, I'll, I'll give you a little breakdown if you want. <laughs> so I was adopted. Um, and that's really where my journey started. I mean, coming into this dimension in a way of abandonment, because I actually did some healing work. And um, in doing this, this healing work, I went back into the birth and I got to experience my birth again. And, you know, I always wondered all through my life, I have these major abandonment issues. You know, when I feel like I'm being abandoned, it's almost like my stomach drops through the ground. It literally is physical pain. So I always wondered why, because, you know, my parents that adopted me, they were always around, you know, they never left me. And so I was wondering all through my life, why I have these terrible abandonment issues and come to find out, I experienced my birth again. I come out of my mother and I could have, I could feel the emotion of it. It was so powerful. And the emotion coming out of the womb is you want to see the person that has been carrying you all this time. You want to feel this person. You want this person to embrace you and look at you, right? You want to make that eye contact. It's so important. And I never got that. So they, the nurses came and they, they took me away and I never got the, the physical contact really. And then back in Korea where I was born, um, you know, they didn't really know too much back then about how important physical touch was when you're young. So for the first three months of my life, I was just kind of monitored instead of really being held. And, you know, just, I missed that, that physical connection with humans. So that's really where, you know, the trauma started. Um, and then, you know, moving on from there, it just, it kind of spiraled out of control. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that, you know, the inception of like that, that trauma. And, um, you know, I understand too, through, um, you know, obviously through a couple of the episodes, especially the first one of biohack your best life, uh, you know, you mm-hmm. shared part of your story there for some folks. And then also you go into great detail in your upcoming book or that you said is now out the recipe to elevated consciousness. Yes. Yes. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, you chose the word recipe and I love that. Could you elaborate? Yeah. Yeah. So I chose recipe because it's literally the recipe. It's a mixture of so many things that I've done to really bring myself into consciousness because, you know, coming from a base of trauma, um, I really, really fell into ways to self-soothe at a very young age, not even consciously really knowing why. All I knew was that I didn't feel good. So I just, you know, I, I started drinking. I started drugs pretty early. I mean, early as in 11, <laughs> you know, young, young. So, I mean, I, I was trying, I was reaching for ways to really feel better at all times and, you know, really fell into to the drugs and alcohol, which, you know, brought on more trauma, more drama. Cause I found myself in places, you know, that I was not supposed to be at, which obviously caused, you know, other dramatic and terrible things to happen. Um, and so, you know, I experienced my first holistic modality when I was 19 years old and it was brain training. And that is the first time that I think in my life I had felt almost relieved. It was almost like I I had been chasing this, this void to put just to fill this void within myself for, you know, my whole life. And I was filling it with all the wrong things, drugs, alcohol, everything. So when I brain trained for the first time, it was amazing. I felt whole almost. I, you know, it cleared my brain fog. I was walking around in a fog because I just got off a huge drug binge when I, when I did it. So, you know, brain training really, really just expanded my mind into this, you know, alternative way of healing. 
And so, you know, I didn't really heal all the way at that time, but, you know, throughout the next until now, I'm still going, (laughs) I'm still going. I've experienced over 60 different holistic modalities in my life. And um, so my book really talks about my recipe of different holistic modalities, different techniques that I've used to really, you know, fill the void, but fill the void with love for self instead of these, you know, terrible ways of feeling that terrible. Let's not use that word. Um, you know, other more negative ways of, of trying to make myself feel better. So now naturally I, I have, I have, you know, I feel better. That void is no longer there. So I filled it with my own love, which is great. <laughs> I love that. It's such a wonderful peace. I'm sure that it brings into your being. Yeah. Yeah. Peace is, is definitely an amazing and the right word, the right word. And, you know, once you start doing this healing work, you really, really, you know, I, I was so, my body was, was so addicted to trauma and drama. So, you know, my energetic field would attract these things at all times, you know? And so I was looking for the next dramatic thing to happen. You know, something was always going on in my life. It was always so busy and just, you know, some, some drum, you know, drama, I was just involved in so much drama all the time. It was like, I never just got a chance to, you know, breathe. And now that I've really, really done, you know, the shadow work, the healing work, I can't imagine, you know, ever going back to that dramatic way of living anymore. Like my life is honestly pretty boring. I just work, you know, I do my self-care stuff. I do my modalities and I take naps and, (laughs) I watch some TV here and there <laughs> and, you know, I, I travel the world with, with Billy and it's great, but you know, I don't have drama. There's no drama in my life. There's no, you know, there's no tempers and, and fights and, you know, all that stuff is, is behind me at this point. You know, I just, I don't, I, I don't attract it anymore. So peace is, is the word. That's a perfect word to describe where I'm at now. <laughs> You brought up such a great point. You know, when you have that like energy field around you, you're literally a drama magnet and you're just going to bring this drama into your life. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's, it's really, really honestly, you know, your, your physical body actually gets addicted to stress hormones. If you're, you know, if you're in a negative thought pattern or, you know, if you just, you find yourself in a negative spin, your body and your, your, it actually releases these hormones that it gets addicted to. So now you're physical, not only energetic, but physically too, you're searching for these, these, you know, hormones, these chemicals within your system. So now you're trying to create it unconsciously throughout this third dimensional world, any way possible. You know, you don't even know that you're consciously trying, you know, unconsciously creating and, and attracting all this to you. So it's, it's really you know, quite a, uh, it's, it's quite a, a hard, um, circle to get out of, you know, pattern to get out of. Absolutely. It, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, I, I see your, at least with your trajectory of like what your life has been and how you talk about it, you know, you're, I guess you're just your quest for just learning. You're always wanting to learn, but you're, but also you've coupled that with wanting to serve others and help other people. It's mm-hmm. evident in all your work. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I I attribute a lot of that to my parents. Um, you know, my, my parents, they, they always made me volunteer when I was very, very young. So I started volunteering and helping out, you know, at nursing homes and, 
doing different, you know, stuff. Uh, I actually, you know, used to go to church. My parents raised me in church. And so we used to go, you know, feed the homeless every weekend. And actually the first mission trip that I went on was I was a freshman in high school and we went to Matamoros, Mexico, and we helped build orphanages for children over there. And that experience changed my life, changed my life. Um, I just remember, I remember it like it's yesterday, the kids that, you know, the day that we left, they all were behind this fence and they had their hands on the fence and they were all crying because they just loved us so much. They were so appreciative, not that they were upset, but it was more happy tears. They were so grateful for, you know, us coming in and, and doing what we did. So that really, really sent me on, you know, almost a a path of wanting to serve others, you know, but then at the same time, I was dysfunctional on the inside and hiding that away, you know, but I've always been a very functional outer being, but very dysfunctional on the inside. So I always kept my dysfunction secret while I was trying to, you know, do different things to help, help, you know, communities. And just, I just, I don't know, I want to serve people. And I always told myself that, you know, I'm not going to help just one person. I'm going to help, you know, masses. I'm going to help masses, (laughs) a massive amount of people because you, you have to, you have to affect massive amounts of people if you want to affect the collective consciousness of this, this planet. So that's my goal. (laughs) Wow. I think you're, you're really making incredible strides at doing that. So kudos to you. Um, I think another thing too, is you brought up such a great point back to what you had said, you know, you had this almost like this secret part of you, almost this undercurrent to you. Yeah. And you were masking it almost with this other, with the the chaos and the drama and those things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't even realize, but they stimulate to sustain misalignment, right? They stimulate to sustain misalignment, which is what I was doing. I was running, 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 busy, busy, busy. I mean, I've been everything, you know, chef, real estate, model, actress, music videos, movies, TV shows. I mean, you name it. I was hosting parties left and right. I was, you know, in the limelight, red carpets, you know, I was continuously busy. I was, there was never a time where it was like, you know, halt (laughs) and gave me a chance to really sit down and think and face myself. I was terrified, unconsciously terrified of myself. So I kept myself, you know, always, always involved with something. I was, you know, always, always stimulus. I was using everything on this outer world to distract myself from, you know, the real issues that I was dealing with on on the inside. I was, I was too scared to to face that. It's, It's terrifying. You know, it's really, really terrifying to, to do the healing work and really, really look at yourself and realize that it's you. It's you that attracts these things. It's you that causes these things. And I'm not saying that, you know, it's right for anyone to do anything physically wrong or just, you know, violate another human being. That is not the case. But like I said before, you carry that energy. You attract that drama to you. You know, you put yourself in in not so great situations where not so great things can happen. And, you know, until I really, really realized that and did the shadow work to find out, okay, well, what's the problem? Oh, I'm the problem. You know, (laughs) until I really, really had that realization, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't quite there yet. So. Yeah. Well, it it takes a lot of courage. Why do you think it's so challenging for individuals to be able to do that shadow work, to be able to really try and sit with themselves? (laughs) You know, it's, it's not fun, you know, it's not fun. And, you know, 
it's really acceptance of all emotion, right? I was so scared to, to feel anger. I was so scared to feel depressed. I was so scared of all these different negative, which I don't feel like emotions are negative. So, but you know, people spin it as, you know, these negative emotions. I mean, they don't want to feel it because it doesn't physically feel good. Right. But that's why I think people run from it because they, first of all, they don't want to know that the issue is really, you know, really within. So a lot of people run from that just because they don't want to face that fact. But then another thing is, is, you know, going through the long, hard tears and the, the, I mean, it's terrifying. It really, really is terrifying. Sometimes Um, I was actually doing a modality called a trauma release exercise this one time. And that's where your body actually literally gets rid of trauma that's held within. And, um, you know, I, I flooded myself. I was not with a practitioner, you know, I was not, I was doing it by myself. And I flooded myself with it. It was overpowering for me. I was literally convulsing and flopping off the ground and crying hysterically. I felt like I couldn't calm down and it was terrifying. It was, it was probably, you know, one of the worst times that I've, I've felt physically in my life. And that was very, very scary. But I used another modality to get out of that state. But then the other side of these terrible feelings, right? These things that you have to go through to grow oh my gosh, the grass is greener on the other side. <laughs> you know, the, the amount of, of happiness and pleasure and ecstasy that I feel now is just, I mean, it's a thousand times what I used to try to self-soothe with, with the drugs, the alcohol, the friends, the parties. I mean, this other side of living is just, I mean, it's a miracle. It, it literally amazes me on a daily basis. I, I Miracles happen to me every day, every single day. So, I mean, it's, it's worth it to go through these things, but yeah, I just, going back to your question, I think people are just really terrified of, of the emotion, you know, of facing themselves, of really understanding that, that they have power, right? I mean, I think some people have such low self-esteem, which, which is me, you know, I I had such low self-worth, such low self-esteem. I didn't feel like I deserved to be happy. I didn't feel like I deserved to have, to live my best life, you know, until I really faced it and, and owned up to my own self and, and, you know, did the work, you know, and now, now that void that I was always filling with these, these things, you know, I filled with myself and, you know, the other side, like I said, the other side is great. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and who would have thought through all that, right? Someone seeing you as successful life of the party, doing these things, yeah. No one's seeing this undercurrent and how many people are walking around in life right now trying to fill that void. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I see it all over the place. It, it's just, I mean, within it, it's manifesting every day in the collective, you know, road rage, you know, people getting in fights, you know, yelling and just inappropriate behaviors. You know, when you don't have control over your emotion, that means that your emotion cups are t- too full and they're spilling over and you need to address what's going on. Because literally your physiology changes when you get triggered. And, you know, sometimes when you don't have control over these things, literally it can make you do crazy stuff. And it's a physiological reaction. You know, when your body is in fight or flight, you only have 70% capacity, brain capacity. Literally your, your blood vessels in your frontal lobe, your logical mind constricts. And now it goes to the hind brain, your reactive brain. So you literally are not thinking correctly, right? And then, which is why it's not never good if you're, you know, in a relationship or with anybody to fight and yell because you guys are both in fight or flight. 
So you're not thinking all the way, you know, you're not consciously there. So, I mean, it, it just, it's manifesting all over the world and people don't even realize it, which is, which is, you know, it's, it's sad to see, but I have hope that, um, you know, that people are becoming more conscious of it and more conscious of themselves. And, you know, once they do that, <laughs> I mean, this world's going to change. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I agree with you. And it is starting to change, you know, even just by having conversations like this and, and talking about, you know, you know, proverbially taking that step back if you're, you're heated in that moment and, and not reacting to it. Yeah. What, yeah. what are some tips that you think you could give individuals to maybe try and get themselves to take that step back in those moments? Well, you know, really, I think honestly, the, the pandemic, it was a, a blessing and a curse at the same time because it made people slow down. <laughs> That's the number one thing that I would tell everybody, you know, slow down. We've been conditioned in, in Western society to be busy, busy, busy. I'll sleep when I die. That is so horrible for you. And, you know, yeah, you'll sleep when you die, but you're going to die a lot earlier. <laughs> You're going to die a lot earlier and die a lot sicker. So you might as well, you know, you know, address that right now. And, you know, we've been conditioned that we really need to stay busy to be successful, which is not the case. It is not the case. We don't need to be stressed, stressed, stressed and spinning wheels all the time. You know, people really need to take the time for self. And, you know, people find, oh, I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to. Yes, you do. You have time for what you want to make time for five minutes a day. Start with it. Five minutes, you know, I'm not good at meditating. There's no good or bad. There's no good or bad. It's just quiet. You just are sitting with yourself. That's all meditation is. You sit with yourself and you face yourself. That's it. Everybody has five minutes. And during those five minutes each day, you know, it might turn into 10, might turn into 20, which is great. But start somewhere. Start with that piece, you know, start facing yourself. Start watching your thoughts. Figure out what's going through my mind, you know? And when you really sit quietly, you'll see what type of thoughts come in and go and come in and go. Don't let your thoughts control you. Your thoughts are not you. You are the observer of your thoughts. So disconnect from those things, those thoughts by sitting quietly. And once you can really disconnect from all the the madness and, and the static and just these these things that come in because half of them are not even yours, you know? So once you can really disconnect from that, oh man, I mean, you become a powerful, powerful being. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Completely aligned with that. And especially with some of these outer distractions, right? These external distractions, whether it's, you know, sometimes there's, you know, while social media is good as a tool, some people maybe abuse it, maybe take it out of context. And then other times if they're spending maybe a little too much time, do you feel like that with so many distractions going on that it maybe makes it a little bit more challenging for individuals? I mean, to yeah. find that time. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you know, I'm, I'm a victim of that too. You know, I'm guilty. I am very guilty. Honestly. I mean, <laughs> you know, a lot of us are. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I didn't even realize it. Right. I didn't even realize it. And, you know, an instance happened. Well, they deleted my Instagram page. Like they deleted me. They just deleted my page. So I woke up one day and it was gone. I'm like, okay, this is great. But during that time, it was so interesting because I was observing what my body was going through. I was observing what my thoughts were doing. And it was so crazy. When I tell you 
everybody is addicted to these things. I mean, not everybody, but at least, you know, a, a good amount of people on this planet are addicted, are addicted to these devices, addicted to social media. I mean, it's, it's so wild. I would find myself grabbing my phone and my thumb just going over to the app, even though I didn't have a page at the time, because that's what my body was conditioned to do. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is really crazy. I don't even have a page. And my, my body is searching for it, right? And then just to, to notice how emotional, you know, my emotions were attached with that. I was, I was stressed out. I'm like, wow, I can't believe that they did this. And I can't believe I can't get it. You know, it was really, really interesting to observe that. But, but you know, even more so by the end of the 30 days, because after 30 days, they brought my page back. But towards the end of it, I found myself, you know, having just, you know, clear space. It's, it's really surprising how much time you have in a day if you're not always on social media. You have so much extra time <laughs> in the day. And, you know, I use it. I use it for work. But it's still, still, you know, you, you, you spend a lot of time on that thing. And, you know, it's just, it's always busy, busy, busy. Everything, you know, now we have streaming TV. You know, I was just talking about this with a friend the other day. You, we used to be excited about movies, right? And the previews that come out and, oh my God, I can't wait to see that on this day. But now it's like, you know, we have a plethora of everything. You know, we're overloaded with stimulus. It's crazy. So, I mean, just to, you know, take a break, guys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> take a break. <laughs> It'll do you well. You'll find out a lot about yourself if you do that. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and how often, like you said, we're so inundated with so much, whether it's just, you know, movies, music, everything. We're constantly bombarded by so many things that, I mean, at least myself, when I do have a moment, like maybe I'll watch something. You know, I just gravitate to documentaries typically, but then I'm overwhelmed. Which one do I choose? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, what if I don't, ah, it's, it's maddening at times. Yeah. So in those 30 days when you didn't have it, what were some of those, maybe the, some of those, I guess, I guess those lessons that you brought with you in getting back into it and that you carry with you now? Well, honestly, I don't, I don't really find myself scrolling like I used to at all. Um, you know, I'll post what I need to post for the day and then put it down. So I'm not as attached you know, I'm not as attached to each post to how many likes, how many comments, you know, it's not really, you know, I kind of just put it away. It's work. So what I do is I'll, I'll post my post. I'll set it away for a couple hours. I'll check it again, maybe respond to some people. And then, you know, that's really it. And I'm not, I'm just very, very kind of just disconnected a little bit to it because honestly, let's think about this. So what is reality? You know, what is, what is true and, and actual this moment in time? presence, right? This is the only thing that's real <laughs> right now. So when you're scrolling on your phone and you're doing all these things, you are missing life. You know, you're missing this, this beautiful thing we call life and you're missing moments, you know, moments with loved ones moments. You know, I saw this meme and it was, it was a, a grand grandfather. And then, you know, his little granddaughter was sitting there on her phone and his, you know, and time is running out. You miss these precious, important moments with, you know, stimulus, distracting yourself, you know, and you're missing what's real, what the only thing that's real right now, <laughs> right at the second. So, I mean, you know, really, really pay attention to that. And especially if you're around some, you know, loved ones, like put the phones away, <laughs> put the technology away, you know, even even movies and TV, you're not paying attention to each other. Somebody, something else has your attention. You know, it's bringing you away 
from presence. And I'm not saying don't watch TV or do anything. Sometimes you need a mental, mental break. So, you know, but I'm just saying that the only moment that's real is, is present and is right now. So take advantage of that and, and love this life. It's amazing. It's an amazing life. Just, you have to just breathe and take it all in to really notice, you know, a lot of people just don't notice anything anymore. So, (laughs) so completely aligned with that. Gosh, well articulated too. Thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, you talk about a lot of different things, especially on your podcast with Biohack, Your Best Life, and you go into things that, and I love the fact that you're able to use the congruence of like, you know, some of these, you know, scientifically proven things and how to apply these things to your everyday life Mm -hmm. to make your life better for yourself. What got you on that trajectory? Oh, man. So, you know, it was always interesting. So even though I had this dysfunction on the inside, I was still concerned with health. Always, always, you know, I started taking, I remember when I was 12, I started taking acidophilus, which is a probiotic. And I started like trying to, you know, do these things. I think it was because my, my spirit, you know, I wanted to, I was searching, I was just searching for anything I could possibly, you know, get my hands on to feel better, to be better. And I've always been like that, which is why, you know, the success was so successful from, you know, the outside looking in because I was always busy. You know, I was always, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle. You know, I I had that, that grind, grind, grind thing, you know, I'll sleep when I die. So I I had that always. And, um, you know, it's just my strive to always do better, be better and be optimal, you know, and what really jumped it off, like I said, was, was brain training when I was 19, you know, I got a taste of, of feeling great and feeling clear-minded and just, you know, feeling optimal for once. And then when I started really, really getting into these different modalities, you know, they're life-changing. I mean, they make you feel better. They make you feel clearer. I mean, I, (laughs) I should have died the amount of drugs that I've done in my life. I mean, I I used to take eight ecstasy pills in a night and mix it with some drinking and mix it with some cocaine and just I mean, it was crazy the amount my body has, has taken, you know, I for sure had holes in my brain, you know, or not holes, but I had places in my brain that were not getting enough adequate blood flow. Right. (laughs) I was in a a fog. I was not all the way here. Literally. I could not finish sentences, which was really terrifying for me because in school, I was always naturally very, very smart. So when I started not being able to pull words out and not being able to finish thoughts, it really terrified me. So brain training really brought me back from that fog. And it was just the taste that I needed to really, really search out more. What else is there? You know? And, you know, even when I was little, I was always searching for psychics. You know, I think I got my first psychic reading when I was 12 or 13. And just because I was always searching, you know, I always felt empty and I always wanted just something to fill the emptiness that I, that I had within myself. And, So I tried to fill that with everything and anything. So it was a blessing and a curse because it brought me to my biohacking life. And it also, you know, brought me into these negative things, but, you know, polarity, that's this Mm. dimension. (laughs) Right. And it's like, it's searching for those lessons and then turning them to blessings, you know, and, and, and realizing like, gosh, you know, we can either be a victim or, you know, we can be a survivor. Yes. You know, you have this, you have this quote, which I absolutely love. It's the quote is a traumatic start in life does not have to be a life sentence. Yes. I love that quote. 
Thank you. Thank you. And it's just, it's, it's so real, you know, it comes from literally my soul, my heart, my everything, because, you know, really with the book, with my book, the recipe to elevated consciousness, what I wanted, what my intent was, was to literally just give, you know, give everybody hope, but especially young women, because when I was younger, oh my goodness, I didn't think, I didn't think I could ever feel better. I thought that this was, this is it for me. You know, this is it, this feeling of, of awful, you know, I mean, I was, I was severely, severely depressed, severely depressed in high school. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to talk to. You know, all I wanted to do was get out of the feeling where, you know, that I was having. And I just filled it up with alcohol and almost killed myself a bunch of times. So, I mean, it's, it's just, I want to give people hope that have been in my situation, you know, that have felt these dark, dark places that have felt like there's no hope that have been addicted to drugs and alcohol you know, that have been addicted to the party life. I want to give those people hope that, you know, if you do a little bit of work, a little bit of work on yourself, you can get over all of it and you can feel so, I mean, I'm telling you the the feeling of of sobriety and so sober happiness and sober divinity is just, I mean, I wouldn't give this life up for anybody, anybody, you know, I just, literally I live miracles every single day. I mean, it's, it's really wild, you know, and, and it's just because I've, I've been able to do the work. So, you know, I went from wanting to die to literally living my best life and it's possible for everybody to do everybody, you know? And, and so that's really my intent of, of the book, the quote, you know, just really, really giving people hope that, you know, you can change, you can feel better, you can get to a place where you manifest whatever you want. You know, you don't have to live a stressful life. You don't have to not, you know, sleep until you die. You don't have to have that mentality. You know, you can really do what you love, live in your divine nature, attract what you want easily, peacefully, and man, walk around with just just feeling the feeling of love, the euphoria, the ecstasy, you know, I mean, I, I carry that with me every single day, every day now which is, is like I said before, I mean, it's a million gazillion times better than any drug, (laughs) any high that I've ever felt literally, literally. So just, just trying to give people hope, man. (laughs) Oh, I love that. If, if there's someone listening right now, maybe somebody that's in a situation, maybe they're, maybe they're still, you know, filling those voids with substances and they're hearing this right now what would be your, your first step for them to try and take? What would be those words you would tell them? Well, I mean, personally for me, what has really helped me or what really started to help me was like I said, um, you know, five minutes of quiet time, try to get it in, try to disconnect from your thoughts because once you can control your thoughts and once you can really disconnect from those things, I mean, I smoked cigarettes for, Oh my gosh, 20 years, 20 years. And that was so hard for me to quit. It was so hard. But you know what? It's just it's just a decision, which is what it's a thought. Right. It's it's just an action coming stemming from a command right up here. So once you can disconnect from all of that madness, all of those things telling you you can't do it, you know, grab the cigarette and smoke it, you know, grab the drug and do it. All those things, these things that are telling you to do all these things, once you can disconnect from all of that and command what you want in there you know, command that decision. No, I will not grab a cigarette today. I mean, it's, it's just a simple thought. So, you know, sit quietly, start, start listening to your thoughts, disconnect from your thoughts. And, 
you know, another thing would be to really, really try to change that negative thought pattern that you may have. And which is very, very difficult. It takes time, you know, but as if you put the time in, if you really want it, man, it, it, it's possible, you know, start by start by writing five things that you're grateful for as soon as you wake up. And if you don't want to write it down, think of it, you know, as soon as you get up in the morning, think five things immediately that you're grateful for. And then right before you go to sleep, the same thing, write down five things that you're grateful for, or think of five things that you're grateful for. And that will start changing, you know, your thought pattern and creating new neural pathways in your brain. And that will literally start, you know, changing those patterns and it'll change your physiology. You know, it will, you know, it takes time. I think it takes three weeks to instill a pattern within self. Right. So, you know, just, just try it for three weeks and, you know, it's something different about pen to paper too, by the way, guys. So, I mean, (laughs) pen to paper is powerful, powerful. So that's literally what I did when I started, you know, really dedicating myself to this healing journey. You know, I, I became very structured within my day. So, you know, the minute I woke up, I was thinking of five things that I was grateful for. I would hop over to my grounding chair, get in front of my red light, start meditating, right? I would meditate for about 20, 30 minutes. Right after that, I would go over to my journal. I would write, right? Write what I wanted in my day. Write down any, you know, negative, negative negativity that I wanted to get out of my, my body or my thoughts, you know, just write. I would write for the next 30 minutes. So that structure alone brought me so much peace, man. I mean, it it was powerful once I I created that pattern in my life, you know, Um, affirmations, affirmations are amazing. You know, my, my self-esteem was crushed. So I had to stand in the mirror and tell myself, you know, how beautiful, how brilliant, how amazing, you know, I'm a master manifester. I'm divine. You know, I would literally stand in the mirror and tell myself those things. So affirmations are really, really great. Um, You can actually play you know, play affirmations. There's a ton on YouTube. I mean, I, I, every time I stopped listening to music for a while and I only listened to affirmations for a very, very long time because I needed to, I needed to reprogram myself. You know, I was caught in, in negative thought pattern, you know, I was caught in that. So I had to reprogram and this is, you know, that's exactly how I did it for the first, you know, to really jump off and and get to the next step of, of biohacking, you know, that's where I started. So. That's great. You brought up so many awesome points, you know, and, and to your point about affirmations and just that gratitude, right. And, and literally having that attitude of gratitude and acknowledging the things that we're grateful for automatically starts shifting our consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It really, really does. I mean, you, you try to pay attention to what you do have instead of what you don't have, you know, I mean, if, if, if I was in a relationship and always looking at my partner, or I am in a relationship. If I was always looking at Billy, like looking at all the stuff I didn't like about him, you know, do you think that we had last? Absolutely not. Cause you're always, you're, no one's perfect. No one is perfect. Right. So pay attention to what you appreciate about people, about this life, about these things, pay attention to those things because wow. I mean, the feeling of gratitude in the body is amazing, man. I just felt it. I know I felt it literally. It just, it was like a, a wave inside my physical body. You know, I'm just, I'm so grateful for even this conversation. I'm grateful I'm alive. I'm grateful I'm where I'm at. You know, I'm grateful I'm healthy and just, I'm just always grateful. And it's just a great feeling to have and carry with you. And then when you have that feeling and you carry that with you, you know, things that you want will just magically show up, <laughs> you know, it'll magically show up. 
it's energetic. So <laughs> it absolutely is. And I love, I love that point you bring up about like, you know, thinking about, you know, our partner and like, if we're focusing on all the negative, how long is it really going to last? You know, it's, yeah. if we're just focusing on the negative of everything, then I guess it's negative and we don't like it. And we yeah. start, we start doing these things subconsciously. And then before you know it, it dissolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, yeah. So even with now you have a, it's a monthly segment on biohack your best life. It's biohack your sex life. And, you know, it talks about a lot of positive affirmations and positive things between partners and, and just that powerful of like, you know, you talk a little bit about sex magic to even just that energy that's felt between the two individuals. And I think Mm -hmm. it's a, a wonderful sentiment to add to that because it's such a taboo subject in, in our culture at times, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but you know, our culture really, I don't know. They put a negative spin on it. Almost. It's it's almost frowned upon or looked down upon or, you know, shameful, which is really awful because honestly, you know, sexual energy is, is some of the most powerful, if not the most powerful, you know, in this dimension, I mean, you can create and manifest and, and just, you know, through that energy, you can change your life. You can have spiritual awakenings with, with that energy, you know, if you learn to, to use it correctly, you know, I, I, I say that a lot of people have it misunderstood these days. You know, a lot of people are really just, you know, rubbing their bodies together and masturbating, which is, is, is really just, you know, you're, you're wasting, you're wasting this powerful, powerful energy within the system. I mean, literally you can heal different parts of your body. If you learn to really circulate it in the right way, you know, you can direct it to pain points and you can heal those pain points. I mean, you can be with your partner and you guys can open up channels of literal divine love and and ecstasy and get to heights and, and orgasm that you could never even imagine just by rubbing together and masturbating. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's something I wanted to add to my podcast because I just, I want to really bring, just bring, you know, sight to that fact because a lot of people just don't even know how powerful we really are and how much they really waste, waste that energy just by, because they want the the feeling, you know, but the feeling is so much grander, you know, energetically, energetically. So, I mean, yeah, I just, I really wanted to educate people on, on the fact that, and how powerful, you know, it is, it's, it's so healing. <laughs> it is one of the most healing, to be honest. <laughs> and, and just that, like you said, to your point, the energy that we harness within ourselves that, you know, we've, we're just waking up to again, some of us. Yeah. 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 We are powerful. You guys, <laughs> we are powerful people. You know, they, they, I'm not religious anymore and I don't look down on people that are, you know, but cause I, I was raised in church. So, <laughs> you know, I don't look, I don't look down. Everybody needs something. Right. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately I feel like religion has really taken, taken us away from seeing our own power within and we place power outside of ourselves, which, you know, it's not, it's not great, you know, because we as people have the power to create our own reality. You know, we are pieces of, of the one, you know, we are only just streams of the grand, the all. So, I mean, we are connected always, always. So we have that power within us, you know, and, and a lot of people just, 
they, they, they don't feel like they do because they place it outside of themselves. They place it, you know, on the, whatever God, you know, you believe in or whatever, you know, they place it outside of themselves, which is unfortunate because that's taking away that grand power within to create whatever you want, you know? So, I mean, yeah, it's just, I, I wish people would really, really just know it's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying. The, the, it is serious. <laughs> we are, I mean, we're energetic too. Like we are pure energy, you know, <laughs> we have, I don't know, Billy knows the stats, but you know, there's a certain amount of energy that we have, you know, in each cell of our body, in each atom, you know? So we, we are walking, you know, literal, just, just miracles, literally miracles. <laughs> so, I mean, it's all within the power is within. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's the reason why, you know, most people gravitate to those, you know, exoteric things for keeping it on an external plane of existence right. versus that esoteric and those sacred teachings that were forbidden and keep, you know, like they, they would keep them away from, from folks so that they wouldn't realize their power that they have within. Right. So it's great that you are taking that step and you're sharing this information with people. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you so much. <laughs> so where can folks find you on the internet? So they can find me on my website, elizabethihookstra.com. That's E-L-I-S. My name is spelled with an S. For anyone that doesn't know, <laughs> my name is spelled with an S, guys. <laughs> um, so it's elizabethihookstra.com. That's my website. Or they can find me on Instagram, elizabethihookstra, or I am Elizabeth Hookstra. Uh, Facebook, you could I am Elizabeth Hookstra, I believe it is. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's my handle. <laughs> and you've got a lot of different uh, awesome things happening on your website. So can, can you walk us through some of the, the, the things that you're offering through your website? Oh man. Yeah. It's a lot on there. So, um, you know, I'm connected. I, obviously I'm the, the not obviously, but I'm the director of operations for forbidden knowledge. So everything that we do within the company is there. So if you want to know, you know, different, if you want to sign up for the TV network, it's connected on my biohacking site. Of course, um, all my podcasts are on there as well. We have a shop up there that has different things, including my book and the books that Billy wrote and the book that Justin, his son wrote is all on there among other things. Um, you know, some of the modalities we've partnered with a couple companies. So we offer red light therapy. Um, we affiliated with actually Clint Ober, who's the man that rediscovered grounding in the 19 late 1990s. So we partnered with that company and that's available on, on the website too. And grounding will change your life. Literally, I would advise everybody to try it. <laughs> it will literally change your life. Um, so that's on there. There's a couple of blogs on there. And just, you know, everything that we're doing in the company, too. We, we have a lot of cool stuff going on this year. Um, you know, we're doing a, the Forbidden Egypt tour in October of this wow. year. And we have open seats still. We added another bus on because um, we closed it out. And there was 200 people actually still wanting to be a part of the tour. So we opened wow. it back up. Yeah. So that's available and you can find that information on my site as well. Um, and then also, if you want to become an investor of Forbidden Knowledge, um, you know, we're into our second raise right now. And which is really exciting because our first raise, we started out with a valuation of 20 million and we actually are up to, you know, 30 million. Now we had a, our valuation again. So wow. anyone that invested in round one, you know, their, their investment has grown by 50%, which is exciting. So that's all connected on the website as well. So, yeah. 
<laughs> That's awesome. And, and and this tour, I she said there's still some seats available now. You opened up yeah. some spots. Yes, yes. Yeah. So the tour is actually this year in October, October 5th to the 12th. It's a seven-day tour. And um, it's gonna be amazing VIP access, private access. I mean, we're gonna be underneath the Great Pyramid in a private chamber meditating. I mean, this is gonna be wild, okay? Um, Billy and I went last year and it was life-changing for me. It was my first time that I went to Egypt. And, you know, just to be honest, the energy changed me. It literally changed me. Um, Quick story. So I used to um, work at a wellness center. I was the president of a mental wellness center and they had a modality there called the magnosphere. And the magnosphere is two very large copper rings that offer you a very low magnetic frequency. And it actually stimulates your um, vagus nerve, which brings your body out of, you know, if your body is in sympathetic fight or flight, it will shift your body back into homeostasis, downregulate you back into parasympathetic rest and digest. So you can actually, if you're pretty sensitive of your physical body, you can feel these waves just kind of going through your body, right? (laughs) So when I was actually in Saqqara in Egypt, and we were walking through these um, tunnels underground. And I felt the same feeling that I felt when I was in the magnosphere down in these tunnels in Egypt. I I literally felt this magnetic just just shift through my body. It was, I mean, the energy there is amazing. It's life-changing. It is life-changing. So, I mean, that was, it was a crazy feeling. So, yeah, I mean, um, it's a seven-day tour with a four-day Nile cruise included. You know, everything is, is basically paid for. You know, there is flight. was get their ticket into Cairo and out of Cairo. And, um, yeah, other than that, um, um, yeah, I mean, it's all taken care of VIP and, you know, it'll be only our group two places. So you're not going to be bombarded with a bunch of, you know, other people. So yeah, really, really cool. And of course, Billy is the host of it. So he'll be the tour guide, which is really exciting. Really, really exciting. So that's so awesome. Oh my gosh. Even you telling that story. Oh my gosh. I like, I, I visualized the whole thing and just like imagined like how overwhelming that must've been in that moment. Oh man. It's, it's just, it's healing, you know, it's just, oh my goodness. It's just, you know, you can kind of feel different energy when I'm in Florida, it feels different than when I'm in Michigan, for instance. But when I was in Egypt, I mean, that is just a whole different <laughs> level. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. My third eye was like, <laughs> 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 this yeah. is what it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You got it. You hit it on the head. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. I love that. And so, um, you have any events coming up other than the tour? You have anything, uh, any, some, uh, public speaking or anything that's coming up? Yeah, actually, um, we're going to be doing a book signing, a forbidden book signing tour. So I think that, um, you know, someone is going to be coming up here in Florida pretty soon. Um, And then Detroit will hit Detroit. So, you know, look out for updates on that. That's going to be exciting. We'll be with, um, you know, Billy, myself and Justin, who all have books through forbidden knowledge, the forbidden knowledge publishing publishing company. Um, So that's exciting. And then we have the release of the Black Knight Satellite, which Billy had been working on for the past two years. Um, so we're having the premiere in Detroit, Michigan on June 5th. So we'll have information on that very soon, which is going to be exciting. It's going to be a red carpet event. So that's going to be fun. Um, and then, yeah, what else do we have? Uh, it's just, oh my gosh, it's just so much stuff, (laughs) you know, (laughs) so much stuff this year. Um, you know, it's all on the website too. So if you guys, you know, 
people can check it out there. It's just my brain is just so full of all of it. It's like <laughs> you know, it's, it's 47 million companies within one. So, <laughs> And I got to hand it to you. How are you able to find that self-care time with everything you do? Oh, you know what? It's, it's a priority. You know, it's, it's absolutely a priority. So I prioritize myself over it all because if I'm not healthy and I'm not mentally healthy and spiritually healthy, I can't function and I cannot be optimal. So in order for me to be as optimal as I possibly can, to be able to balance being a, a mother, balance being, you know, this, that, and the other, I'm also a, a writer for and a host of rolling out, you know, so I have all of these different things that I'm, I'm balancing and without my mental being there and, you know, my mental strength being there and my physical being there and optimal, I would not be able to accomplish and do the things that I do. So, you know, it's, it's a priority. So in the mornings, you know, I'm in, I'm in front of red light the minute I wake up, you know, I mean, today, for instance, I drove and got body work done. I got an hour and a half of body work done. So this is just, you know, stuff that I won't give up for anybody, for anybody, because I know how important it is. And I know without it, I would not be as optimal as I am. So, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love that. And it's great. You put yourself first. You're the priority. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. great. And you're right. Everything that you do, a, a true Renaissance woman, you're, you've got your, you've got everything going on. It's like, same with Billy. <laughs> so many things and it's just awesome. It's great. Well, Elizabeth, I cannot thank you enough for sharing your time, your space and your energy with me today. Thank you so much. It's been a, an awesome conversation and you've asked great questions, man. Oh. I, I appreciate you. And I appreciate oh. you bringing me onto your platform to be able to, you know, spit some of this little knowledge out. <laughs> Absolutely. Again, we just want to spread it to as many people as we can to help people. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great. What you guys are doing. And there you have it. I thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with Elizabeth. Oh man. We talked about so many awesome things really appreciate Elizabeth sharing such personal stories on her journey where she was really able to transmute that pain and that past trauma and really parlay that into such growth and inner peace. We talked about the importance of self-care. We talked about red light therapy as well as grounding. Gosh, I can't advocate enough for grounding. We even talked about traveling into the past and really conducting some existential detective work in order to understand how our past experiences have shaped our reactions in the present. We also talked about Elizabeth's new book, The Recipe to Elevated Consciousness, talking about transmuting pain into power and gaining that true inner peace. We talked about some of the podcasts that Elizabeth is a host on. She's the host of Biohack Your Best Life, as well as that monthly installment of Biohack Your Sex Life, And with her being director of operations for Forbidden Knowledge, we talked about some Forbidden Knowledge stuff. So there's that Forbidden Egypt tour, which is happening October 5th through 12th of this year. And there are still some open seats available. And where there's information to be found about not only that Forbidden Egypt tour, but also Elizabeth's book, as well as Elizabeth's ventures, you can check out elizabethihookstra.com. You can also find Elizabeth Hookstra on Instagram, either at Elizabeth I Hookstra or at I am Elizabeth Hookstra. So be sure to check out Elizabeth's website as well as four, that's the number four, forbiddenknowledge.com for more information. If you're watching, be sure to hit that like button and take a moment and subscribe to the channel. And if you're listening to this podcast, take a moment and rate it. 
You can find us on Instagram at itd.jcosta, as well as on Twitter at itd underscore jcosta. And until next time, take care of one another and keep thinking for yourself.